Together we stand in Christ. Together we stand in Christ. United in the body. United in the body. In Christ we stand. The trials of this life may get hard. The anxiety, the depression may try to overtake us, but we stand. But we stand, church. Our circumstances of life may change. Unexpectedly, they change. They may make us unsure of where to go next. The devil, Satan himself, tries to attack our faith. But we stand. We stand, church. We stand. We go through seasons in our life where there's unrest, where there's trouble, where there's hurt, pain, grief, sorrow. But we live to stand. We stand. And yes, this life may cause us to shake a little, cause us to tremble a little or a lot. Our knees may get weak. Our minds may get weary. But we stand. We stand. Hallelujah. We stand. And the beauty, the beauty of it, church, is that we can call on each other. We can call on our brothers and sisters in Christ when these things come to steal our joy. We call on each other and we stand together. We stand together because we're not alone. And we stand in Christ. We stand together in Christ. Unity in the body, unified in Christ, being like-minded, being like-minded, having the same love in Christ, being of one spirit and one purpose for the sake of Christ. We are called to walk together. We are called to gather together in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we're called to encourage each other, to help each other in our times of need, of need, church. Oh, for the will of God and for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unity in the body of Christ. In the whole universal body of Christ, the universal church as a whole is important. There must be unity. There must be oneness. There must be one accord. Mark 3.25 tells us this. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house Cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that family cannot.
cannot stand. And that's what we are, family, the family of Christ. The family of Christ. That house of family cannot stand. Where there's division, where there's discord, there's separation. There is separation, church. Separation. I remember me and my wife going through things. We're in the same house, but there's an argument. She go her way, I go my way. Separation. When we separate, we open up the window for the enemy to walk right in, in between. And he does this. He keeps us at bay. He keeps us at bay. Separation. Division. Division, church. So well, whether there's division in the church or in our homes, if we are not on one accord with the business of the Lord, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And that's what the enemy wants. We will have to fight through that different yoke. That's tough. That's tough. I have to warn my wife about this sometimes. When she wants to fuss <laughs> about the mess I may leave in the house. I have to tell her, don't let the enemy use you like that. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. You mean I was going to clean it up? <laughs> they jump on you quick. Don't give you a chance. Don't let the enemy do that. No, we better now. We're in the right place now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the peace, the peace, church, of a home or church that's on one accord with the Lord and his word is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a prosperous thing. It's a prosperous thing. You will see the things of God just flourish out of those things. You will see the promises of God just manifest themselves within those places. Within those places, church. But where? Where there's division, there's no unity. Where there's division, there is no unity. And Jesus doesn't want that in our homes and definitely not in his church. Definitely not in his church. So within the body, the body of believers, us, this is our body. Within the body, it starts with the leadership within the body. When the leadership, the leaders of the body are on one accord, one accord. When the leaders of the body are devoted, dedicated, committed, and faithful, faithful, one accord on the vision of what the Lord has for that church, then it flows. Then it flows to the rest of the congregation. It flows to the rest of the members of that congregation. And then the process of building up the body can begin. The process of building up the body can begin, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our motto here is put God first. Put God first. And when the church 
as a whole begins to put God first, you will see the things of God. You will see growth. You will see unity. You will see the fruit of the Spirit lived out in that place. And you will see, you will see the gifts of the Spirit on full display. Full display. Full display. Because of the unity of the Spirit within the body. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But when the church is divided, but when the church, the body is divided on putting God first, you see that, that seesaw effect. Up and down, up and down, up and down, week to week. is what we're witnessing now within the whole universal body of the church. That seesaw effect. Because if we was putting God first within our own hearts, each individual being accountable for their self, for their self, we will not see that seesaw effect. We'll see a better balance, and we will be in good standing. The church then will be in good standings in the eyes of God, in the eyes of God being united on one accord, one accord, church, one accord. So if you have your Bibles today, I want us to journey through Ephesians 4, and we'll be starting at verse 1, where the Apostle Paul calls us, the church as a whole, to unity and to continue towards the center of the body, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, not that we are not united here at Capital City Church. Because we are more than united. We definitely are a family. But the Bible calls us to remind ourselves to stay on that path. To stay on that path. Hallelujah. Verse 4 reads, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The bond of peace. Paul urges believers here to live in a manner worthy of our calling. To maintain the unity of the spirit. Paul says he's a prisoner of the Lord. He is in prison in Rome for preaching the gospel. For preaching the gospel. He's in prison for serving the Lord. For serving the Lord. And yet he endured to continue to write. Even though. Even though. And this is his letter to the Ephesian believers, urging them to lead a life worthy of their calling and maintain the unity of the Spirit, which brings love for God and love for others. Love for God and love for others, especially within the church, the body of Christ. 
especially. And as their calling, the Ephesian church calling was to be children of God. That's the same calling we all have, to be children of God, of God, of God. Now, we remember, if those of us that have kids, we remember sending them off to school. What did we tell them? What did we remind them when we sent them off to school? Don't you go to that school and embarrass me. Don't you go to that school and embarrass me and have them people to call me. Act like I taught you to act. Be who you was raised to be. (laughs) We know that it don't always happen like that, but because of the fact that the matter is, those teachers are not looking at that child as their self. They're looking at the child and how the child acts. It comes back to the parents of how they was raised, how they was brought up to act, how they was brought up to act. Now, we teach our kids to live a life accordingly, a good life, a right life, to be honest, to be faithful to people, to be generous. We know it don't always happen like that, but that's what we do. That's what we do. We set them on that path of righteousness, right? So that's what Paul is telling the Ephesians believers here. That's what he's telling them. He's telling them, live a life accordingly. Act and live accordingly. Accordingly. Now, see, the roles have reversed. We are the children of God. We are the children of God, but the message is the same. We are God's children. God sends us out to act and live accordingly, to walk in a manner worthy of our calling as grown-ups. As grown-ups, right? (laughs) So how do we lead a life worthy of our calling? Well, the fact is, the way we act and live should represent what we believe. It should represent what we believe. Do we believe in Christ? Do we believe in the ways of Christ? Do we believe in the teachings and the commandments of Christ? Mind quiet, do we? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we are called to act and live accordingly to what we believe. To what we believe. Always remembering. Always remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. Always remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. Being completely humble and gentle. Humbly living under the lordship of of Jesus Christ and being gentle, considerate of others, all people, especially in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though we have our faults and we have our differences, always being considerate of one another, being patient, bearing with one another in love. In love, just as Jesus shows us mercy daily. Daily he shows us mercy. Who are we not to show mercy to others? Who are we? Daily, merciful, 
bearing with each other's burden, bearing each other's burdens, the willingness to forgive despite those faults, despite those differences, the willingness to forgive, church, despite, despite. We as believers must be patient with one another, patient with one another despite our differences, despite them. To show patience requires what? Love. Love. The Bible tells us that God is patient with us. He desires for no one to perish, to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So daily, he gives us the opportunity to repent, wishing that no one goes to hell. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. Even though we see the enemy working in others, the the things that they do, God says there is repentance for you. For the murderer, for the rapist, there is repentance for them. Hallelujah. But we within ourselves will condemn them. But God said you live another day, repent. Repent, and I can free you. I can free you. Hallelujah. Let's take advantage of that daily, daily. Find repentance and walk in a manner worthy, church, worthy. And let it be done in the unity of the Spirit. In the unity of the Spirit. See, Paul is talking to the Ephesians believers, but he's talking to us. These words are inspired by God, from God, to all people, to all people. These words are for you, for me, urging us, urging us to keep the unity of the Spirit. And we remember, church, that the unity of the Spirit as the body of Christ has already been made, though. It has already been made through Jesus through the sacrifice at Calvary. We were brought in together through the cross. Through the cross, church. Keep the unity of the spirit. We must maintain the unity by living a life worthy of our calling. Worthy of our calling. Only by the Holy Spirit through the bond of peace, which is love. The bond of peace, which is love. Love. And through Christ, through the Spirit, we all have that love within us. Let it be our bond of peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 4. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. Living through all. God covers everything. Everything. There is one body, the universal church. All believers throughout the world, and Jesus is the head of the body. Jesus is the head of the body. 
as the body goes, as the body goes, the church goes. As the body goes, the church goes. So when the body is on the same accord in Christ, feeling as though we belong together, encouraging one another, helping one another, supporting one another, sacrificing for one another, the church will be in good standings with God. The church will be in good standings with God. So let us not give in to temptation of this world and cause ourselves to be separated from the body. Let us not do so. Let us not do so. Each of us are important parts of the body. Each of us. We are members of each other, church. We are members of each other. Even though you sit in the seat by yourself, you are members of the person next to you. We're never alone. We're never alone. Never. Never. You are important. Each individual. Each individual. Important piece of this body. Of this body. And with that comes accountability. With that comes accountability, not only to the rest of the body, but to the head of the body, to the head of the body, Jesus. Jesus. We are accountable, not only to ourselves, but also to the head, to the head. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you, We signed up. You signed up to be my brother. You signed up to be my sister. That's who we are. Family. Family. We're not turning our backs on each other. We stand together in Christ. The ups, downs, sideways, backwards, forward, together in Christ, we stand. We stand. The church is at hand right now. And it starts with the body. It starts with the body of believers. And we have accountability to this body, to this body. When we band together in unity, in unity of the spirit, and take that, that oneness outside of these doors to the community, we're doing what Christ wants. We're glorifying God. And if we all, all the bodies all over, do that one thing, do that one thing, the church will be unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's a purpose. That's a purpose, church. Let's hold ourselves accountable to Jesus. Let's hold ourselves accountable. Let's not let life get in the way of what we are called to do within the body, within the body. One body of fellowship of believers. One body, fellowship of believers. And there is one spirit that activates that fellowship. One spirit that activates this fellowship. One body, one spirit. The spirit 
The unity of the body of believers happens because one spirit dwells in us all. One spirit dwells in us. The spirit of God that allows us to be like-minded. <laughs> to be like-minded. Not only in thoughts, but our actions. But our actions. There shouldn't be much difference between us anymore. There shouldn't be much difference in our thoughts anymore. We should be like-minded with the same things of, of wanting to accomplish the, the will of God. The will of God together. Together. There is only one spirit, the Holy Ghost himself. The Holy Ghost himself who has made his temple in every Christian believer. That's you. That's you. The temple of the Holy Spirit. The temple of the Holy Spirit. The bond that binds all Christians' hearts together. Together. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Lives in you. That same Holy Spirit lives in you. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Well, let's act accordingly. Let's live accordingly. You know what kind of power that is? Whew. Do you know? The Spirit of God lives in us. Spirit of God lives in us. Without the Spirit, church, the body could not exist. We are too different. We are too different. Think of some of the things that may divide us. Think of this world. Think of this world and what divides those outside of these doors that are not of the Spirit. Think of the chaos that goes on. The racial backgrounds that divide those that are not of the spirit. The social status of those that are not of the spirit divides them. Gender divides those that are not of the spirit. And that's what we are seeing. That's what we're seeing. Everyone against each other because the spirit is not involved. But, but Jesus blessed us with the Holy Spirit, blessed us with the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that lives in us all is the same Spirit that unites the body, that unites the body. Then Paul goes on to explain that the believer is called to one glorious hope, one glorious hope, the hope of eternal life. We are called to that hope. You are called to eternal life. You are called to eternal life. Do you deserve eternal life? Do you think we deserve eternal life? But we are called to it. That's our hope. That's our faith. That's what we believe. We are called to live forever with Christ. 
forever with Christ. Let's walk in the manner worthy of that calling. Let us walk in that manner worthy of that calling. You're called, you know how many people turn down eternal life? Turn it down like it's nothing. I don't want it. I don't want to know Jesus. I don't want to live forever in heaven. I don't want to see my loved one again. I'm going to stay sinning. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't need eternal life. I'm going to live now. This is going to be it for me. That's what they're saying when they reject Jesus. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. Until that time comes. Until that time comes. And they're pleading. They're pleading. They're pleading. Let it not be you. Let it not be you. Many on a deathbed wish they can turn back the hands of time. Many want to call on the name of Jesus in the last hour of life. Many. 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 And there were fair warnings. The church gives warning. Day after day, Sunday after Sunday, you want your warning to get closer to God. Walk through the doors of the church. Walk through the doors of the church. Hear God's word. Let his word seed in your hearts. Let the Holy Spirit convict you of the things that's not of God. We all will come to repentance one day or another. Everyone will bow at the knees of Jesus. Let's do it here on earth. Hallelujah. Mm. As Christians, we have one baptism. One baptism. One. By which we acknowledge our one faith through our one Lord, Jesus Christ. There is one God and Father of all, of all. He is above all things and over all creation. Above all things and over all creation. Everything you see is God's. God created it all. Yes, we come out of our mother's womb, but God created that. God created that. He formed us in our mother's womb. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. He is the God that works through all. Through all. He is the God that works in all. In all. And is active and present in every part of his creation. God is present and active in you. He is present and active in you. In you. Accept that. Tell him, I hear you, God. That correction, that's God. That's the spirit of God. That correction when you go the wrong way. That correction when we do wrong. That's the spirit of God. Get back on the right path, son, daughter. He would never leave us or forsake us. He's always with us, whispering 
in our ears, whispering in our hearts. Are we listening? Are we listening? Are we listening? We can't depend on others to listen. We, as the body, the body has to listen. We have to listen. We have to. It's important. Because when we listen, that brings us together on one accord. When the Spirit speaks, we listen. We listen. It's amazing. It's amazing how like-minded two different people can be through the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Amazing. There is one body, one universal church, one spirit, the Holy Spirit, one hope of eternal life, one faith, one baptism, one Lord, and one God and Father of all, despite all of our differences. <laughs> despite all of our differences, we are the same in Christ. Hallelujah. Despite all of our differences. We are the same in Christ. Now, when we walk outside these doors, people that are not of the Spirit want us to separate. Want us to separate. You go your way, I go my way. Want us to separate. If we don't look alike, they want us to separate. We don't come from the same place, they want us to separate. Let's not give in to that. Let's not give in to that. Jesus Christ, do you see any color in the Bible? Is there any color in the Bible? You heard Jesus talk about color? It's one blood. One blood. One family. The diversity of life is beautiful. It's beautiful. God has blessed us. God has blessed Capital City Church to be as diverse as we are. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. I remember being young and not understanding that. Not understanding that my, my, to my right and to my left, we were the same because we looked at different. We were kind of brought up to be different. That's not where you should be. That's not who you should talk to. Y'all don't know anything about each other. But being in Christ gave me courage to find out more about those, about those cultural backgrounds that was uh, hindered from my early days. It's so wonderful to know someone that, that haven't came from where I came from. That's the beauty. How, how is it, how is it that you have people from all over the world, different cultures, different backgrounds, I mean totally different values of life, and Jesus brings them all together, all together to be like-minded in one spirit, the same heart. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? 
when sometimes even our blood family don't seem that close. How different can we be and be the same? That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Mm. Mm. Verse 7. However, however, he has given each one of us a special gift. Glory to God. Through our differences, each one of us has a special gift. Through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to the lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Mm. Wow. That's somebody who got it. Because that is a wow. That's definitely a wow. That is definitely a wow. To each of us, grace has been given. To each of us, a special gift has been given. Hallelujah. Even though the church, we are one body. Even though we are one body, each of us has a special gift. Each of us has the special ability to be used for the growth of the church. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Jesus gave different gifts to different people. Each of us has a gift. Each of us has a gift. Each of you have a gift. If you believe in Jesus, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells within you, and he has blessed you with the gift. But not just any gift. A, a gift for his church. Not your gift of just who you are, but a gift that, that's important to his church. It's a difference. There's a difference. You go outside these doors, you may have a gift of sports and, and everything else, just raw talent, natural talent. But is that gift helping Christ's church? That's the difference. That would be the difference. Now, we can. You see a lot of uh, sports and with all these gifts, these guys seven foot tall that have the media and everything around them, right? The singers, all of them, everyone you, that you see, the, the, the entertainers, that, them gifts, those are gifts. But are they glorifying God with those gifts? Do you know how wonderful that would be? If they understood that? If they glorify God with those talents that they have? They have the whole world watching them. The whole world. 
yet you see not much talk about Jesus. Praising Jesus. They'll shut them down quick when they do that. They'll cut the TV off. Boop. Oh, we're going to commercial. <laughs> we're going to commercial. God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Because he couldn't have me in that position. If I'm on TV, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. To each of us, we have a gift. The ability to be used for the growth of the whole body. This is important. Each of us has a gift to be used for the growth of the body. The whole body. Jesus gave different gifts to different people. So what is Jesus saying by giving these gifts? We need each other. We need each other. Different gifts to different people. Drayson has a gift that I don't have. I have one that Drayson doesn't have. I need his gift. I need to learn from his gift. I need to grow from his gift. He needs my gift. He needs to grow from my gift. We come together. We grow together, unified in the body. The same with each one of us. The gifts unify the body in Christ. Not lacking. Not lacking. It's like a team, like a basketball team. We need each other. You have the point guard who dribbles, can see, shoot, pass it to the shooting guard. That's the score. Boom. You got the, the power forwards, two power forwards who rebound, who box out, play a lot of defense. We need defense to win games. Then you got the big man who rebounds, blocks shots, completes the team. All different roles, but one purpose. All different roles, but one purpose. We all have different roles, but one purpose. Glorifying God. Glorifying God. Glorifying God. Everyone has a different gift. No one is overlooked. No one is overlooked. David, how are you, sir? 14, and not overlooked. Not overlooked. Has a gift. Has a God-given gift. No one is overlooked. Everyone is important to the team. Everyone is important to building up the body of Christ. Everyone is important to building up the community. The community. We take those gifts outside these doors. But we have to be unified together within the body first. First, church. The gifts to equip the church for unity and service. To equip the church for unity and service. The gifts that you have are to equip the, the body of Christ with unity and service. Service. 
God, by his grace, gives every believer a spiritual gift through our faith in Jesus. You believe in Jesus, you have a gift. The ability to be, be used in service for God's people, for the advancement of his kingdom. It's work. It's worked. Each of us graciously given the gift by God. Hallelujah. And then it says that he ascended. When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. Remember, Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. He defeated Satan on the cross. And his spirit, and his spirit descended to the lowly world, which we look at as hell. Hell descended. And he claimed victory over all his enemies. Satan, death, and sin, and sin. Jesus became ruler of the heavens, the earth, and everything under the earth. Under the earth. Jesus conquered everything. And he did so that he might fill all things, giving gifts to his captive people and filling the whole body of the church. With those that believe in him, he filled us with his spirit. He filled us with his presence and his free gifts. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did. He went through all of that, all of that, for you, for you, to pour out his gifts, to pour out his gifts to his people so that we can represent him here on earth. Wow, you have that gift. You have that gift. That gift. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Not all. Not all these gifts. It's a lot more gifts. This is what this Paul is saying here. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do the work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, Jesus, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Now, a lot of us, a lot of people come to church just to be present sometimes. Just to say, I, I came to church. 
I'm good for this week. I mean, I know because that's what I used to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I just come, sit down. Lord, I've been there. I'm good. I'm good. Protect me throughout the rest of my day because I came to church, right? <laughs> we think we're doing the Lord a favor by walking through the doors, right? <laughs> so we, we're going to be protected for the rest of the day. <laughs> but that's not what being a church member, a member of the body, looks like. That's not it. God saved and equipped us for the work of ministry. He saved and equipped us for the work, the work of ministry. God saved and equipped us for the work, the work of service. For the work of service. Why? To build up the body of Christ. To build up the body of Christ. To build up his church. And this must continue, and it will continue into the unity of our faith. The unity of our faith. The unity of our belief in Christ. The unity of our belief in Christ. The unity of our faith. Our faith and belief in Christ should be on the same page. Should be on the same page. That's where the like-mindedness comes. We're thinking alike now. We're thinking alike now. The unity of our faith and belief in Christ, and we come to the unity of our knowledge of Jesus. That's important, the unity of our knowledge of Jesus. That means reading his word. That means staying in prayer. But when we read his word, we read that word, we come in unity in the things of Christ. Nothing should catch you off guard. There should be amens all over the place, right? In agreement. <laughs> the church will only grow and mature when all members of the body operate in their special gifts. We will only grow and mature when we operate in our special gifts. Amen? All right, we got some work to do. <laughs> the standard of Christ is operating in your gift by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. That is the standard of Jesus for us to operate in our gifts by the, how, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The standard of Jesus. The standard of Jesus operating in our gifts. We want to please Jesus. What do we have to give Jesus? The operation of the gifts that he has given us. That's what we return. That was glorifies him. That pleases him to see his children operating in those gifts that he died for. That he laid down his life for. That's how we have to receive it, church. Do we desire to honor God? Do we desire to hear those words when we get to heaven? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you for operating in your gifts. We 
we operate in our gifts, we hear those words, well done, well done. From Jesus? From Jesus? Find those gifts. Those gifts. Those gifts. Those gifts. Those gifts. Verse 14. Then, then, we would no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Hallelujah. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Full of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a word. What a word. Self-explanatory word. Self-explanatory. So in closing, church, we are called to be mature in our faith. No longer gullible like children. No longer gullible like children. Not being easily led astray. By any false teaching. I can get up here and tell you a lot of things that I said came from God's word. Now, if you believe that just on the strength that I told you that, you are subject to false teaching. Pick up your Bible and say, this is what Pastor said. Let me study this. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if this lines up. That's what we do. We live by the word of God. So whenever someone brings us a word, we measure it by the Bible, by the holy, the holy Bible, the truth of God's word. So that our mind, we won't be tossed back and forth by the wind of false doctrine. So we will understand the things of God, not easily being tricked. But we should grow up in every way to be more like Jesus by growing in our understanding and knowledge of God's word. Being committed to apply God's word to everyday life. Growing in our devotion, growing in our service to God. But the key to all of this is our love for Jesus. The key to it all is our love for Jesus. Our love for Jesus brings us together as one. Our love for Jesus brings us through those doors together as one. As one. We love him because he first what? Loved us. Love us. 
Jesus gave us gifts so that no one would be lacking in the knowledge of God, so we all would be equipped for the work of the kingdom. Equipped. We must be equipped. We can't just come in and, and, and sit around like I used to do, right, and think I'm going to be equipped like that. No, don't happen. Plenty of ways to serve within the body, to build up the church, to build up the church. And once we get it inside, it's a beautiful thing to take it outside, church. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And always remember, the way we act as Christians can either point someone to Jesus or turn them away from Jesus. So allow always be unified in the spirit, walking in the manner worthy of our calling to be God's children. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us stand to our feet and be united in closing prayer. Father, we come to you today. Yes, we thank you. We thank you for your word, for the vision that your word gives us. The vision that your word gives us, God, we say thank you. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to ascend up high, but first descending down low, becoming king of all the heavens and all the earth and everything under the earth and displaying his gifts upon his people. Us, God, us. We accept that, God. We accept it today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus, for the gifts that you have displayed upon your people to glorify you, God. Yes, the world can't see you, God, but they see us. We represent you, God. Convict our spirits when we don't walk in our gifts. And when we walk in those gifts, let those gifts glorify you, God. Let them glorify you, God. Move us out of the way and let your glory be shown, mighty God. Father, we live for you and we die for you. Let us be unified in oneness within this body. Let us be on the same page, the same accord. In love. In unity of the Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit himself lives in each one of us. With all our differences, with all our faults, we come together in oneness, united in the Spirit of God. We say thank you. We say thank you. Thank you for the diversity of this body. Thank you for the fact that we can learn from each other. We can grow from each other and become one in heart, one in heart, one in love. Father, you are great. You are great, Father. We can sit here and praise you all day long, Father. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. 